0: Welcome back to the podcast, guys. This is the number one podcast for men in their 40s who want to improve their health through nutrition and fitness. This is episode 130, and on today's episode, we're going to be discussing the huge health benefits of cold exposure together with breathwork. Joining me on the podcast today is a previous guest, Lee Ewan. Lee is based in Finland and has trained in some of the world's most best known programs. And combined with his own journey of resilience and adaptation, coupled with pushing the limits outside of comfort zones, Lee will help you succeed and get the most out of yourself and out of your life. But before we dive into the episode, guys, I would like to take a moment to mention the show's sponsors. Athletic Greens. Athletic Greens was created by its founder Chris after he had years of gut health issues that left him facing a health crisis with no solutions in sight. Despite his best efforts to maintain a balanced nourished diet Chris's body struggled to absorb and synthesize nutrients. So Chris developed Athletic Greens with the mission of creating the highest efficacy and a bioavailable nutritionally complete supplement to help your body function as it's supposed to. So as many of you know, I'm a huge advocate of making sure that we get our vitamins and minerals from foods. But with today's busyness of life uh, and other commitments, we don't always have the opportunity to have the most nourishing diet throughout our day. So I take Athletic Greens as a kind of insurance policy. It has over 75 different vitamins, minerals, probiotics, prebiotics, um, which is all good for our gut health. Now, Athletic Greens are offering listeners of the show 10% off their first order. So if you just head over to athleticgreens.com, Forward slash fitter, healthier dad to claim your offer. Hayley, thanks very much for joining me on the podcast today. How are you?
2: Good, thanks, mate. Glad to be back.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Everything. Yeah, very good. Thank you on this side. Yeah, very good. Um, yeah, and it is really good to, to have you back on the podcast because uh, you know, is it a while now since we first um, had you on the podcast back in the early days, and we were talking about you know the benefits of of breath work, and you know that was pre pandemic as well, right? It's where before everybody's stress levels were raised even further. So um, yeah, I mean like,
2: that was like twenty 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 nineteen, yeah, B- BC, like before. COVID, you know? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Before
0: COVID. Yeah, it was indeed, and uh, you know it was. I think it was starting to gain traction really in the u k breath work and being more mindful, but obviously you know before covid um it's become it's become way more relevant now, and a lot more people I feel are getting into it and it's becoming more mainstream so obviously, the reasons that I wanted to have you back on the podcast today. So we can talk a little bit more about that, but then we can take it on to the next kind of next level, the next steps and talk about things like cold immersion, cold therapy, you know, grounding and all those kind of stuff to kind of bring it together to to kind of, uh, I guess, holistically, if that's the right word, to kind of manage your your kind of state uh, and, your, and your and your health. So. So, yeah. But before we, we, we crack into that, Lee, do you want to give us a bit of a, a background and an update on what you've been up to?
2: Yeah, just just in case anyone's listening or watching for the first time, yeah, I'm a, I'm a you know I'm a breathwork facilitator and educator. I'm very big on the cold exposure, like you mentioned. I've been guiding events and experiences in both breathwork and cold exposure now for maybe at least six years. Right. Uh, familiar with, well, I'm an instructor of the Wim Hof Method, Oxygen Advantage, and then my adventures have taken me into the world of freediving. And uh, for those who know uh, or are familiar with, um, you know, bulletproof coffee yep. and up, upgraded, upgraded uh, products and, and whatnot. Dave Asprey, I've done his uh, bulletproof training as well. Wow! So I'm kind of like i I'm, I'm a, I'm a, in a way, recovering biohacker, if we can say like this.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and and all of those things that you've mentioned are, are super super interesting i think particularly for me the stuff that you've done with patrick mckeon as well and the oxygen advantage i think that's really really interesting on the side of kind of helping people with illnesses like perceived asthma and things like that i think that's so so important
2: i like how you said perceived asthma because that's uh, that's a uh, it's it shows that you know some things there because yeah i mean like You know, in a nutshell, I mean, the first time that I ever meditated was, was doing the Wim Hof Method breathing, I would say, like at home on my own. And I was like, whoa, this is, this is special. This is, this Mm. is interesting. You know, the mind shut down, uh, and just had this beautiful focus, you know, like I'm a ADHD kind of, Monkey mind person, like the best of it, like the best of them, yeah. And and then of course it was just a, it was literally just a, a rabbit hole from there. I was like, okay, let's figure out. I wanted to know what's happening. I wanted to figure out why I felt like this and what are the mechanics involved. What are the how to do this better? How to yeah. apply this uh, all day long, not just an acute sort of burst. You know, forty minutes or half an hour doing that. So I was like, okay, let's let's take you know, I absorb and learn and train as much as I can, and and now that's that's where it is now. So,
0: yeah, no, and it's really cool, isn't it? And I think, um, you know, to to maybe start there on breathwork for because people that haven't listened to the, the previous episode, um, you know, we and a lot of people when i talk about breath work kind of raise their eyebrows don't they and kind of scoff almost as 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 too much to say that well we breathe every day of course i know how to breathe actually we don't right we we don't or we're not consciously breathing all right it's an unconscious maybe incompetence i don't know um but you know it's it's really really Profound once you understand the way that you are supposed to breathe and you take the time to breathe properly. Because, on the topic of asthma, you know, I was diagnosed asthmatic at three years old. I don't have asthma now. You know, I can run on Ironman without needing any kind of uh, respiratory devices or anything like that. So, I think, and also with the time that we're in in terms of mental health, obviously a lot of focus around that anxiety and things like that. I think focusing in on the breath is fundamental, isn't it, really?
2: Yeah, well, it's a, it's the start and the end of everything, literally, in, every, <laughs> in, every, in the micro and the macro. You know, mm. if you think about the, you know, even in South American uh, cultures, they, they're saying that the the first breath is where the, the soul or the spirit enters the body and on the last breath it leaves and vac- vacates. And uh, when we look at modern day um, situations and the environments that we find ourselves in, of course, we are a product of our environment. We are a product of like, like looking at a screen all day long. Yep. Um, you know, the notifications are popping up all over the place. The attention wanders, uh, the mind wanders, and, um, you know, the body responds to that. The body starts to uh, – the heart might beat a little bit faster. The dopamine hit from all the notifications and somebody liked or loved my post or whatever <laughs> – these feedback loops um, start to form and it takes us a, a little bit away. Uh, it takes us more of a, a, yeah, like a subject of the environment and we're more responding or reacting to things. And the breath is a great thing. Like you mentioned, it's, uh, I don't know, I can't remember if I said it last time, but literally it's like we're in the vehicle, we're in the passenger seat. If we're reacting, we're in the passenger seat, watching everything go by, watching out the window. But it gives the breath gives us the possibility to get in the driver's seat and drive this baby where we want to go. And that's the powerful thing, you know. Uh, and then, then we take it a little bit further. It's, it's like, okay, kind of like, the, like the, there's the rehab. is like, okay, it, the kind of proverbial bleep yeah. the fan. Yeah. And, you know, now we have to, it's like, okay, now i have got to pick up the pieces. Now, okay, how am I breathing? All this.
1: Mm. How about we get out
2: in front of that and do sort of the prehab And like, just understand uh, that we can breathe calmly. uh, The the biomechanics, how to, you know, where to breathe, how to breathe through the nose, all those kind of good things. So this is this is where this is where it's really really useful in modern day life, especially.
0: Yeah, yeah. So 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 on that then, in terms of how we start to become aware of our, I guess awareness is, is listening to the podcast in the first place, but but then actually then taking this in to practice and and I guess becoming more aware of how we breathe. I mean, now I'm able to understand when I'm not breathing correctly. I might might have held my breath. I might be doing something that's quite stressful at work and then I'm holding my breath and then all of a sudden I feel myself let out a big breath. I know that then at that point I've not been breathing properly. So that's a notification for me to kind of step away and maybe just connect with the breath and do some you know only takes a few minutes just to really start breathing properly again
2: yeah look it's it's all about the this is this is a funny thing because it's really about um you mentioned it it's like conscious adding a conscious element to it right Mm. Um, it is an autonomous process in the body it will happen whether you (laughs) whether you're aware of it or not yeah. Um, like I said it, uh, then it, it can shift towards the reactive and, it, and you just you just start you know the breath is not in, under your control you're not but we can control it that's the point yeah and in the same way in the same way we can add a conscious element to the food and the nutrition that we're um, you know what we're consuming mm-hmm. the the conscious aspect of training in the gym or the con- you know every all all facets of life conscious relationships and so on uh, if you really think about it, Uh, In all those situations, the the, the breath really is the starting point of that. So really, really just understanding this very, very basic concept that so many of us forget and just like, hey, just think about how you're breathing. Mm -hmm. And then once we think about how we're breathing and kind of check in with ourselves on a daily basis, like maybe if you walk up the stairs or if somebody uh, said something you didn't agree with or an argument or something like this, just understand that before you, before you kind of respond to that, you can control or you can alter or influence your own response by altering or influencing your own breath. Yeah. Because obviously we know and we've heard it many times that the breath is really or could be considered like a remote control for many, many key processes in the body, including your heart rate, uh, the composition of your blood, meaning yeah. hormones, uh, you know, adrenaline, stre- cortisol, stress hormones, dopamine, you know, all of these things, Um, plus the amount of energy that you're creating. I mean, it really is key uh, for all these processes. Really, it's been Mm -hmm. proven now. Um, So why wouldn't we want to do that? Why wouldn't we want to manage that?
0: Yeah. So, but in terms of the way in which we breathe, obviously there's a lot spoken in the breathwork space about mouth breathing and then there's taping of the mouth and stuff like that. Can you go into a little bit to explain to the listeners, you know, the importance of nasal breathing and what that does internally in the body? Of course.
2: Well, there's a, you know, I'm, I'm a big, as I said, right at the start, I'm a big uh, proponent for people to breathe through the nose 23 hours of the day. And when right. I say 23 hours of the day, uh, that probably refers to most people having kind of on average, like a one hour training or a one hour breathing practice of their own, where they kind of take yeah going away from that like Wim Hof method breathing is sort of predominantly through the mouth for most people Mm -hmm. Uh, when you're in the gym you're probably breathing a little bit differently a bit erratically because you might be lifting something or then you might be uh, running or doing some cardio so the idea is to really you know we're all born nasal breathers this Mm -hmm. is the thing we've many of us forget as well is we're all a baby is born breathing through its nose uh, comes into the world breathing through its nose. If you have the kids, it's the, wor- if it's the worst night's sleep you'll ever get if the baby has a stuffy nose because yeah. they, they can't breathe. The mouth's open, they're crying all night. And um, so something happens along the way. Again, maybe an environmental thing. Maybe the parents have the mouth open. The, the child or the baby starts to imitate or replicate what yeah. the parents are showing. Um, and then they lose the ability to do that. Um, when we really, really look at the, the, the advantage of the nasal breath, uh, like biomechanically, it means mm-hmm. that we're actually breathing through, through our mouth. It's more upper chest movement like this. Then if we're breathing through the nose, that deeper breath that mom was always telling me to take. Lee, take a deep breath, slow yeah. down, take a deep breath. I'm always like, I was always like. And if I actually breathe like that, it doesn't change anything. It actually probably invigorates me more gives me more energy. It makes me, you know, feels like yeah. I'm huffing and puffing. Yeah. So breathing through the nose actually me give it, having a deeper breath, which means the belly, you know, lower part, yeah. lower lobes of the lungs, where the mm-hmm. majority of the uh, blood vessels are as well, and where the oxygen actually will will travel and the yeah. gas exchange takes place. So there's the biomechanics of it is a big big component, but then also we know about the health advantages of all of this infrastructure in the face, the craniofacial structure the fact that we have the hairs there blocking the particles the mucus uh, is collecting any of those particles or pathogens or whatsoever that's entering the body yeah and literally getting those and towing those towards the back of the throat and literally dropping them in a full of acid yeah and then there's the the ultimate thing that uh i think it's, it's it can't be said enough it can't be said enough that the nitric oxide that's produced up in up here in the top of the sinuses here. It's invaluable. It's, it gives you such a, such a, so many benefits and it only happens. um, It's like, it's like a molecule that's created because of the pressure when we breathe through the nose. And then what it does is it's a vasodilator. It opens up all the branches of the lungs, the bronchioli. And then also uh, it's an antifungal, antipathogen, just about everything. So literally Especially nowadays, especially nowadays, um, if you're breathing through your nose, that air and that nitric oxide is traveling through all of this, all of this infrastructure in your face and making its way into your lungs, and literally, I I would say almost like a rinse, rinsing and actively destroying and take, um, killing those pathogens and those little nasties that enter the body and the lungs as well. Mm. So. You know, and then we know things like if you want to amplify this, we hum, we do this hum or hum, and it 's like almost like times twenty um, right. in, increase of uh, nitric oxide production up in the in the facial area right so you know right across the board there's like health things um, there's ease of breath there's the mechanics makes it easier for people to actually take a breath, draw a breath, but then also there's the sort of health and this uh, if you want to say like the hygiene aspect of breathing
0: yeah so, yeah yeah cool so so in terms of if we are mouth breathers what are the detrimental effects of mouth breathing because obviously we're not going through that whole process of it going through the nasal passages the nitrous oxide the top of the nose we're taking yeah. it in straight into the kind of like i'm assuming straight into our airway straight into the lungs
2: Yes, exactly. That's that's one of the, the harshest. That's one of the like worst things that that it happen, it is happening. But then also, there's like, ah, look, even even the craniofacial structure changes because, right. of it. I mean, um, the IQ, the oxygen delivery changes mm-hmm. if you're breathing through your mouth. There's yeah. studies that show that um, children who are breathing through their nose longer actually have higher IQs. Wow, um, And also, uh, you can see it in many children. Um, well, you can do a quick test now. You can do a quick test now. If you breathe through your mouth, if you just mm-hmm. take two or three breaths through your mouth, if the, the viewers or listeners are doing this, you breathe in, you breathe out, you breathe in, you breathe out. Yeah. Where Where is the position of the tongue? The tongue usually sits on the bottom. Yeah. Bottom of the mouth. So... If we do the opposite and breathe through our nose, a couple of all it takes is one breath, and my tongue wants to go straight to the roof yeah. of the mouth. Yeah. So, so in the case of a child, uh, in those developmental years, if the tongue is actually resting in, in the top of the roof of the mouth, yeah, the craniofacial structure grows around that. Yeah. Like around that. If it sits in the in the bottom of the mouth, it, it tends to be a little bit lower, which means the airway itself is actually a little bit uh, smaller. Yeah. So this will affect the child's breathing and then the placement of the teeth as well. Yeah. Uh, how the teeth grow in the mouth uh, and also the actual jawline and um, cheek and um, facial structure is altered by this too. Mm-hmm. There's people that have done the, done certain research um, and sort of experiments later, uh, not so not so long ago, uh, where they started to uh, test this and right. look at the way that they could rebuild the facial structure just by nasal breathing, and then also um, even um, how they chew their food as well, mm-hmm. yeah, because the jaw structure has changed over time with yeah. humans, so that uh, it's not so strong and it's not we don't we're not really chewing the food as much as we would ha- would have. Wow. Back in the day. And yeah. a lot of the food is like softer as well. So yeah. it changes a lot of things mm. in the body. And this affects the breathing. It affects yeah. your daily life. It affects many, many things. It affects the way you look as well. Yeah.
0: Yeah, that's super interesting. So if we then take that on to kind of sport and exercise, um, you know, I, I'm even now still trying to master this when I run, nasal-only breathing when you're running. That is super tough because of, you know, the heart rate's up. You, you know, your lungs are, are trying to get some more oxygen in. So, you know, but in professional sports now, you know, as we've seen that, that they have a big focus on nasal-only breathing for performance and the the reduction of lactic acid in the muscles. So can, can you talk a little bit about that and maybe how we could implement that when we're exercising?
2: Yeah, sure. So actually it starts with your everyday breathing. <laughs> like- like, this all starts with the everyday breathing. Like, yeah, rule of thumb is that the more you breathe through your nose, the more you can breathe through your nose. Right. You know? <laughs> so, yeah, because a lot of, like, I work with a lot of people that have, um, for example, had um, surgeries or they have a yeah. deviated septum. Um, many, many, many people actually, like, I think it's like somewhere between 75 80% of people actually have misshaped nostrils. Right, and this this creates um, like some quite often physical uh, limitations to the breathing through the nose, but then also yes. psychological breathing through the nose. And uh, someone who has had asthma before mm-hmm. childhood or whatsoever, yeah. this is also um, in a way it's a it can be a, a physical thing for sure. It can show up as a physical element or a physical limitation, but then there are the psychological limitations and um, the composition of the psychology behind yeah. that as well that uh, we're looking at now too. Right. But giving the people the confidence to breathe through the nose yeah. kind of gives you a platform of which then to take it to your your sport or your exercise or your, your practices and then you can start to implement that. Now, we know that that if you're breathing, you know, uh, if you breathe through your nose and you're, you're starting to produce CO2, the CO2 is the trigger to release the oxygen. So... We know that we can time time the breathing in certain ways, the cadence of the breath, which means the the, the pace of the breath. You mm-hmm. can time that a little bit at the start, um, and you can kind of al- allow the CO two to rise a little bit, and then you'll be getting the the delivery of the oxygen. Right. Um, but of course, this is not something that you. I mean, you're seeing some of these um, marathon runners and Olymp- Olympians. They can, you know, Kenyans and Moroccans, yeah. have, especially athletes that uh, live at altitude mm-hmm. or even train at altitude, you can say, um, they, are, they are often right near the end, still breathing through their mouth. And yep. the reason for that is, is that they need to dump off the CO2, right? right. They dump off a bit of the CO2, make it a little bit easier because the body is generating so much of it. Yeah. But the main, the main thing is like uh, giving people the confidence to do that and then mm-hmm. we know that we know that if people feel like they can get the air flow, the air in, mm-hmm. then it's going to, it's going to, it's, we're almost there. Actually, we're almost there. Then it's like, then we look at the, the timing of the breath and the the, right. the rate of the breath in between. Yeah. Um, there are tools to help people as well. Like you mentioned, right. like taping of the mouth. This is mm-hmm. a way to train when you're sleeping. Right. So actually I've, I've got, <laughs> this is something I, I wasn't anticipating Uh To go this deep on this, I've actually got these nasal dilators. Okay, yeah, I've just got them on my. uh, Just, just give me one second. I've got one. Yeah, there we go. Let's do it like this. I'll just show you because this, this is this has turned out to be like quite an interesting little tool. They're they're quite small. Okay. Yeah. See that? Yeah. People are only listening to this. This is just a little 3D printed. um, It's it's using a kind of flexible filament. um, Yeah. And what it does it just it just has these little it just sort of flares the nostrils, like yeah. you, put, you insert it in, yeah. so really quickly if you if you were to watch my nose now, and yeah. we, we can also explain this, so if I breathe in through my nose, yeah. you see the side walls of I the yeah, collapse, collapse. yeah yep. but then we pop this little guy in right and look it doesn't look so it doesn't look so <laughs> really good. Cool. but oh wow, no, yeah. yeah. So yeah, it kind of yeah. just keeps it open. So this little yeah. device just has two little sort of loops that goes up into the the walls of the nostril and it just yeah. sort of flares it out and it keeps okay. it keeps it open. Now people are using these a lot when they're running now and they right. get really, really, really good results. And they're able to they're able to run further and further with those. Yeah. So these are these are great little thing. I just I figured out that how to 3D print them. Okay. And then, um, yeah, I've been testing a lot too. We're trying to sometimes we're trying to block one side and see what, the, okay, see what yeah. the, the results of that. But look, if Darren, the, the main the main thing we're looking for here um, is there's a couple of things that would help. The reason why we're doing this, we're trying to breathe through our nose. Of course, right. you'll be relaxed. Of course, we know that, that you'll be more relaxed, mm-hmm. um, just like a, a, you know, breathing through your nose and breathing. You know, there's not so much strain on the body. Yeah if we 're breathing through the mouth and moving the chest you know the chest we have all these intercostal muscles that if they 're moving and flexing they 're going to require more blood and more oxygen yes so when we 're breathing through the the nose it 's literally just the belly and the diaphragm itself, so we 're yep. reducing or limiting in a way. Um, the amount of oxygen and the amount of blood that's required elsewhere in the body, sort of yeah. stealing, stealing that into different places so that the legs and the, whatever, the limbs that you <laughs> that you need, the blood yeah. and oxygen, get that. But then also we know that um, if you, for example, today is a fairly cold day here in Finland, uh, again, surprise surprise, <laughs> if I leave the house and I exhale, you'll see moisture leaving the body, right? You'll see right. that steam. And this is happening... Any like it happens on varying levels depending on the temperature, obviously, but yeah. moisture is always leaving your body if we right. open the mouth and breathe through the, through the mouth. So yeah. it's um, now shown that about 40% uh, less moisture, less, right. less fluid leaves the body if we're maintaining nasal breathing. So, wow, this is a huge advantage, you know, this mm. will, will stop. Yeah. And, then, and just really quickly as well, I know that you mentioned the lactic acid. Uh, yeah. which, is, you know, the lactic build-up is sort of the secondary uh, or like backup system mm. um, that our body goes to. If we're not getting oxygen in the body, if we're not producing energy, um, you know, via the normal method, which is the combination of, um, you know, the energy, like the, the fuel, if you will, the nutrient, yeah. and then yeah. the oxygen actually breaks that down and creates right. molecule ATP, right? And then we switch over to... Um, you know, like a fermentation process, which is this lactic, lactic acid, lactic buildup. Everyone's experienced that one time or another where the legs start going yeah. or whatsoever. And the funny thing with that is that it's very resource intensive. It's mm-hmm. really resource intensive. It takes a lot longer. So a, there's a lag on the, the, the body's ability to actually use that form yeah. of energy, which is why if you've ever done a long, longer run, you know for some people it might be ten kilometers, twenty kilometers or a full yeah. marathon. Um, you hit that the the runner 's wall you hit that wall yeah. where you, yeah. you know a certain period of that race is like oh, you slow down yeah start feeling heavy in the legs and you 're kind of like how 's this going to go but let 's have a look at that let 's have right. a look at <laughs> that right so if're if your legs are feeling it and they 're starting to feel heavy and you 're getting that kind of um, mm. lactic build up, you already know that the body switched to that secondary um, yeah Energy production um, yeah. format, if you will, uh, system. And then we also slow down the running a little bit. Like we're not travelling quite as fast, yeah. so we're able to now start to breathe hopefully a little bit better and actually yeah. start getting the oxygen back in. And then what usually happens is that you get that, what we call the second wind, which is literally second yeah. Wind. yeah. You kind of get through that barrier. And then usually most people kind of easily do, easily... Um, you know, they easily do the, like, the final 10, yeah. kilometres, yeah. uh, And the times are really good. The times mm. are really good because you've got that kind of, the breathing's back in place again. You've got the lactic um, acid or the, la- the lactate as the energy yeah. and, it, and the body's using that. But then it also switches back at some point as well to the original kind of methods of breathing as well and yeah. how we produce energy. So that's how all that works. And it's, and it's, it's kind of fundamental. Um, we can kind of offset that by getting better oxygen delivery mm-hmm. if we're breathing through our nose.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's fascinating. And particularly with that little device that you've created, I think that's super interesting because, yeah, l- l- and I think the tendency that we have when we are under exertion, I guess, i.e. the heart rate's raised, is to perhaps over-breathe because we perceive that we need to get more oxygen into the lungs. So we might open the mouth, might really breathe heavy through the nose, and, and, you, and you're kind of overdoing it, aren't you? Because you can kind of over-oxygenate. You can have too much oxygen. Yeah, and,
2: and, and, and conversely, you can also dump too much CO2.
0: Yeah. have your mouth
2: open. And this is, this is like, you know, that's the classic hyperventilation situation, right? Mm-hmm. You know, if somebody's really huffing and puffing, when 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 does the when does the oxygen actually yeah. get released from the blood it's only when the co2 reaches a certain level so if we're kind of like open mouth breathing yeah and and keep in mind that it's i think it's only about 24 25% of each breath that actually we that uh, the oxygen from each breath actually makes its way in to the cells yeah so a quarter yeah. So the, the idea of just even uh, adding a small pause bit in between the inhale and the exhale yeah. might give you a certain percentile yeah. better oxygen delivery.
1: Yeah. So yeah. It's, kind of,
2: it's kind of fascinating when we start tinkering around with the breath. That's why it's yeah. so fascinating. Um, there's a lot of different protocols, but essentially a lot of the things that, you, that people try and test for, for their own physiology, for their own self, for their mm. own... Position or their own sort of, yeah, like their own, um, you know, where they are in their own personal journey, their mm-hmm. own health journey, their own running, their own like on the way to the marathon for the first time. This yes. is kind of interesting as well, and you know how it is. We we test all these things, and yeah, the body the body has some amazing systems and processes, and a lot of those are activated. Uh, when we're in a perceived if you want to say quote unquote stress stress situation
0: yeah yeah definitely and i and I think it's interesting though isn't it because as humans, we always tend to look outside of ourselves for an answer, right? Yet we have all of the tools and all of the answers that we need. We just strip it right back, right, and just go back to basics. You know, it's not the latest running trainers. You know, actually breathing properly, you're probably going to get away faster and more efficient.
2: Well, you, you mentioned the, the trainers, right? I mean, like everything that we've been told for the last, what, 40, 50 years about right. the air in the heel units and all that kind of stuff. I mean, everything's gone back now to yep. surprise, surprise, surprise the natural, the actual natural um, composition of the foot, how yep. the foot works, the fourth and fifth metatarsal, how it lands on the grounds and generates the torque and pushes off. Yeah. Uh, now people are making like, you know, the, the, you know, shoes that like replicate—they're just yeah. like a covering. They give you total, total tactile yeah. feeling on the ground. It's just a covering, so it's—it's it's literally just a. It, it, things go in sort of loops too with these. Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so kind of add So moving on, I guess, closely associated with the breath and something that you're very well known for, and I'd love to get over and do it at some point. And that is cold immersion. And I think you just said to me ice diving you're now doing as well. So I, I really want like the listeners to kind of understand why we should do that and the benefits, because there are massive benefits to doing this, aren't there?
2: Yeah, there are, there are, and the the cold exposure. It, it kind of it was a good, it was a smooth transition there. I've got to say, we're talking about the stress, we're talking yeah. about the stress uh, in the body, and then uh, that obviously, uh, for a lot of people, the cold, the cold yeah. is a stressor. But it doesn't matter if you're used to it or not. When you jump in a cold, you know, if you go outside and the air is cold. Yeah. Uh, if you're, in a, if you have a cold shower, if you have a, you know, you're diving under the ice, if you're doing an ice bath, uh, whatever that might be, that whole process um, activates the nervous system, as we know, um, and it sets off all the processes in the body. Again, mm-hmm. a little bit like the breathing, right? And this is where the yeah. breathing comes into it, because we can kind of mitigate and influence all of the, the, you know, the, the way that the heart rate. Uh, is is we want to lower that so we yep. we breathe less we lengthen the exhales um but then also um it does also produce the stress hormones now the interesting thing with the, the production of the stress hormones is most you know we have an unhealthy relationship with stress anyway yeah and even the, even the mentioning of the word kind of <laughs> triggers people and it's like well i better not do that because that's a stress right yeah but to be, to be clear, we're talking about lengthy, long-term, um, constant uh, stress. We're talking yeah. about um, being in a sort of uh, a room all day with all these uh, EMFs or blue yeah. lights or what have you around. We're not talking about acute bursts of stress. And no. that's, that's, the re- that's the fundamental difference. What we know from cold exposure if, is if we do a cold exposure for around two to three minutes, um if we do this once every uh, i think it 's six days, six to seven days yeah we know we know that the the rise of this what we call stress hormones, including cortisol being mm-hmm. uh, adrenaline noradrenaline yep. in the body, actually uh, provides this sort of resetting of the innate immune response right the innate immune system is actually the secondary system it 's not the uh, you know, it's it, this is the sort of like, um, you know, this is your cells and everything like this. Mm-hmm. We're not talking about sort of the long term, the third, the, you know, which is like vaccines and long term sort yeah. of um, things. And we're not talking about the first line of defense, which is sort of what we covered with the, na- the nose and the, yeah. you know, things getting inside the body. We can actually, we can just, we can reset the innate immune response, which is the production of white blood cells and right. white blood cells and the cytokines that we've heard much, much about during yep. all these times the last two years. That's so. That's actually um, a result of stress, right. long-term stress. The body will start overproducing white blood cells. And amongst other, like a series of, like a whole collection of white blood cells, actually. Mm-hmm. And we know that if we do this, we can actually mitigate. We can mitigate that for almost a week. Think wow! About it. Yeah, if we're talking about like if we're talking about one sort of health hack uh, mm-hmm. to, to, to keep you healthy, um, at like you know, like from viruses and so on. This is one major, major thing to, to yeah. consider. I think everyone should be doing this. Uh, to be yeah. honest. And we haven't even spoken yet about, um, you know, kind of more aesthetic things as well, you know, like the the way that we burn fats, the way that yeah. the me- metabolic uh, system and the metabolic rate is affected by this. Um, you know, uh, if, if people want to know, it, it's a great thing to wake up in the morning fasted. Yeah. If, if you've been on a fast, you wake up in the morning, okay, I have like, like I've got now in this little – this little guy here. I've got some some water and some uh, Himalayan rock salt. You have right. so many trace minerals in there. You, I drink drink that, and then I'll go and do my cold exposure in the Baltic Sea. Right. And it's it's immense the amount of uh, fat burning that you'll get mm. in this in this uh, during this process. It's the metabolic um, rate increases three hundred percent during this wow. during the cold exposure. Yeah. And you can imagine that if you have no other fuel in the body. It's just fat. And then, of course, we look at the brown fats. Brown yeah. fat, uh, brown fats uh, increases as well. Uh, the production of brown fat increases if you live in a colder environment, but then if you're exposing yourself to acute bursts of, of, of cold exposure as well, you're creating, generating and creating more brown fat. And brown yeah. fat actively seeks out white fat, breaks that down, and uses burns that off as heat and, and creates energy in the body. Yeah. So. You know what I mean, and then 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 there's other aesthetic things too. You want to you right. want good skin, uh, tightens up the skin. Um, this is something a lot of people uh, enjoy, so they do these little these little face dunks. Yeah, But have the the cold the ice water there, or sometimes they just rub get the ice cube and rub right. it around, and that also stops a bit of swelling. And as we know from being a kid and rolling the ankle, and mum gets <laughs> yeah. the, the bag of peas and throws it around. <laughs> So we know all those things as well. Yeah, and you know, it's just such a it's just such a healthy thing. But as you mentioned, I mean, it's these 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 kind of things are sort of um, uh, we live in comfort. We live in comfort. A lot right. Of it it, it, sometimes, sometimes if it if it feels a bit too much, if it if it if it jabs away at the, the nervous system one time, we don't want to do it again. No. And if we truly listen to the body. If we really listen to the body, as soon as we did the cold, or when we jump in the sauna, or when we do a fast or, yeah. after a certain time, or if we do too many bench press or whatever the thing is, yeah. too much running. Um, if we really listen to those signals of the body telling us that the legs are heavy, or it's really hot, or it's really cold, or the heart's, we wouldn't do anything.
0: No, exactly. We wouldn't right. have you do anything
2: <laughs> if we listen to the body. It's happening to us all the time.
0: Yeah. And I, and I think, you know, the interesting thing is if you go back in time, back to our ancestors and stuff like that, you know, they didn't have the comfort that we have now, right? They were either hunting or trying to stay alive. So they were going from a fight or flight response all of the time. And, yep. you know, I've heard stories recently that a lot of the time they would have been in a shivering state. They would have been cold. Exactly. And, 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 you know, the, the body... Whilst it might be uncomfortable, I guess what we're saying today is, you know, we're not saying that you need to be cold and shivering all the time. What we're saying is, you know, just have that as a bit of a protocol. If you are really um, paying attention and and maintaining your health, just going in in a cold plunge once a week for, for three minutes, you know, Yes, it's tough. Yes, it's uncomfortable. But once you're in and and you kind of you've controlled your breathing um, for three minutes is actually not that long. And the benefits are profound, aren't they? You know, you you touched on there um, about sport. And and I use that when I go on a long run. Now I do a cold plunge because it reduces the swelling. Right. It moves that the muscle contracts more than the skin does. So it moves that muscle away from the skin to stop that soreness. Um, it doesn't stop it entirely, but it helps massively. Um, and I think you're rightly, I think we have evolved in society to be way comfortable, particularly in the Western world. Right. We are in this constant comfort factor, I guess. And we, we, we should be putting ourselves if health is important. We should be putting ourselves in these situations.
2: Well, it's a new thing, right? I mean, if you really, really think about it, the the level of comfort is just sort of like, in a way, increasing. But that obviously, um, there's new challenges. There's new uh, things that come along with this. There's new uh, ways of being stressed, you know, like the the, the beautiful things about um, social media. Yeah. Um, you know, is that we can connect. We can do uh, a podcast like this. We can um, reach out to other people. We can uh, socially. We can evolve in some in many ways. You know, mm-hmm. when we have more contact throughout the world, yeah. but that comes at some kind of cost, right? I mean, yeah. it comes at the fact that we're, you know, we have more more technology around us, mm-hmm. more things getting our attention away, more things activating the nervous system in a way, and. um I think also, uh, you know, just to talk just a, a little bit about the cold exposure. Yeah. I mean, tell me what better training system there is uh, to handle stress in the body than a, than a, than a like a controlled, Yeah. Uh, you know, if you're in an ice bath, it's there, it's ice, you get in there. Mm. Like, I mean, this is for a lot of people, this is like the the ultimate fear. Yeah. You know, being right. Yeah actually cold and uh, this is like a a hell for somebody however if you go in there and we know that it does give you a a whole range of benefits but if you're able to go in there and you're the first thing that you do when you get in is uh, you can't breathe it takes Mm. away the breath you're in a like this imagine if you if you're able to sort of manage that situation how transferable is that to other aspects of life uh, yeah. Whether you're getting up in a right. you know in a stage in front of a whole bunch of people to talk about something, and you get the sort of dum, 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 dum. Oh yeah, I just have to breathe. I just have to calm yeah. down. You know, uh, or if you're you know having an argument with the significant other, and it's like yeah okay, honey, let's just breathe. And okay, what did you want to say? Um, yeah. uh, okay, you know these these are very very transferable. Um, this is a transferable yeah. thing because, as I keep mentioning here, this this theme of this uh, this podcast seems to be that we can actually manage a lot of the processes, right. a lot of the heavy lifting of the strain and the stress on the body uh, yeah. via the breath. Yeah, and I, I think about this, Darren. Like, if you know, we mentioned also the ice diving. I mean, think about how many layers of stress you got to add there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, you know, the cold, the cold alone is sort of enough. Yeah. And, you know, people, a lot of people, it's, the, the feeling changes when you get the head exposed right. to the l too, right, because you yeah. have different nerves in the face and you have this sort of mammalian diver re- reflex and response uh, yeah. when, when, the, when the certain trigeminal nerve gets uh, in contact with water. But then we're also talking about essentially like a roof on top, which is the yeah. eye. We're talking about one breath, and so we don't have any of these like oxygen tanks or anything, so it's one, one breath. And uh, then it can be, depending on where you're diving, it can be a little bit dark as well. Some people are afraid of dark. I mean, we're we're like upping the empty (laughs) all all the way, you know. Taking all the most stressful things off and just balling them up into one experience, yeah.
0: Yeah. So, so I mean, yeah, let's dig into that a little bit because you mentioned there about the head immersion. Now, I know from experience, if I swim in the UK in the sea in winter, which I did in December, you know, it's fine – Getting up to your neck, but it's a whole different ball game once your head is immersed. Because, like you say, it's it's almost it's a funny kind of pain that you get in your head. So, kind of on that, then how how do you manage that, and what are the kind of benefits you get as a result of ad, having the head emerged as well? Then.
2: Well, first of first off, I would start off by saying that look, there's not really I wouldn't say there's there's a whole bunch of extra benefits from doing an ice dive. Like the cold exposure benefits are you know, I would say it's probably two different forms of having the cold mm. exposure one is sort of like being a, a static sort of uh, in you know laying there or, or kind of holding a ladder you might see yeah. some pictures of myself and other people when you hold the ladder and just kind of find the calm in this small hole yeah and this, this is one way to do that then you sort of have the other the winter swimming crowds and the, the people that are sort of more active and more moving around which is obviously yeah. increasing the metabolic rate and like- it's usually a bit longer time, right? If people yep. are kind of getting the, co- like we say in Australia, the cozy, the co- <laughs> costume, uh, the swimming <laughs> costume on, and yeah. then getting out there and swimming around. And there's the people that do this too. Um, getting the, getting the, the reason why people might experience uh, there's a couple of hazards or things to watch out for if you're doing this one yeah. is what we call surfer's ear as well because if okay. you get a little bit cold mm-hmm. if you look a little bit cold water in and around the ear and the wind is really strong right uh, it's so cold that it can really really hurt the ears it was mm-hmm. like a really really um, sore like a really, yeah. really painful thing like a quite a, a headachey kind of feeling and it'll it'll all you want to do is get out of there yeah um so this is this is what a lot of people experience even just in even in australia where it's not so where i right. originally you know, just surfers are experiencing this in the cold temperatures of sixteen in <laughs> yeah. the winter or whatever. Yeah. Um, but then you can uh, imagine what that's like if you're swimming in and around uh, the UK in some of these places uh, yeah. and it's a bit windy, like Brighton or something like this. Yeah. So there's that one. But then also the real the real thing that uh, uh, that many many people experience is exactly what you said when the when the head's exposed and. Um, especially if the back of the neck is yeah. exposed because if you really, really think about it, like the brain is in constant need of, I mean, it has the highest demand on energy of any other organ or any other thing in your body. Yes. Yeah. So the brain's constantly in need of blood and it's in constant need of oxygen. And what what we know by, by fact and by science is that if you get cold, if you expose your body to the cold, the, you'll get this vasoconstriction, right? So the vas- that means that the, the the blood vessels, the veins, will kind of shrink, yeah, because they're trying to protect the important stuff, like little you'll. The blood, the warm blood, will pull up around all of your vital organs, which is why, yeah. I, you know, the, my joke is that I've heard everybody say my fingers are cold, my toes are cold, but I've never heard anybody say, "Hey, my pancreas is freezing right <laughs> you know, or whatever. You know? yeah. and, and, and there's a reason for that. There's yeah. literally a reason for that. But what that so that's like a kind of like a first, you know, that's that's what happens. That's a natural reaction. But then yeah. also, what happens is when the when the um, the veins uh, constrict towards the back of the neck, this is like a bridge. This yeah. is a bridge of, of blood to the brain. Right. So if it gets too cold, you've got this situation where warm blood is trying to travel up into the brain and it, it's still getting there but maybe not in the same rate. Yeah. Um, and then it's it, you can get this um, this super – it can be like um, there 's an there's a actual name for this and I, I tried to think about it when you asked the question, but i haven 't been able to come up with it since i think it 's like this uh, cerebral uh, vasoconstriction i think it 's called cerebro right. uh, vasoconstriction, and it 's literally just as I explained it just means that the, the the blood is not reaching, and then when the blood does reach the brain it yeah. kind of as it 's traveling up the neck, it kind of feels painful right. This yeah. is, so, so this is, like, one of the things I've experienced the most when people have had uh, complaints or, or issues. Um, you know, like, it's not, I wouldn't say it happens that often. It's just that yeah. uh, the yeah. things that do happen, this is one of the most uh, common. And it's just because of that. It's just because of that. Like, now, think about this. So I can give you an a, a example or a story. Um, so when I did, so I do this uh, ice diving without a wetsuit. Right, uh, I just have the the old speedos on, or the the smugglers, <laughs> as uh, I'm I'm sure that you, I think you guys have that terminology yeah. over there. It's not just the Aussie thing, but um, had these on, um, and then just of course always a mask on, okay, a mask because we always want to see where we're going, yeah, and then 100 percent, 100 percent of the time, I'm in mean, there. We always have like a lanyard, so it's right. it's similar to uh, you know, it's like this uh, velcro st- strap that. Uh, tethers me to an actual safety line. Right. So all I need to do is pull the line until I get to the hole. I cannot go past the hole. I cannot miss. Uh, The only problem I'll have is if I decide for some reason not to go anywhere and just stay there. (laughs) So it's really, really the safest thing. Yeah. But I don't wear anything on my head. I don't wear anything whatsoever. Right. This this is kind of like... um, you know, we mentioned also the mammalian diver response. So yep. when you get this, uh, it's right kind of midway through your forehead, or around your forehead, and this yep. is sort of like an ancient response where if you get the cold water uh, touching this, or when we, if someone passes out, we we know this blow, tap, talk. So you blow straight to this nerve, and yep. then you tap tap the face. You right. Come slap their face and talk to them and wake them up. Right. Uh, the reason why we blow there is because even just a slight change of temperature to, to this nerve, um, it, it changes it changes things. It kind right. of alerts, okay. you, it alerts you, but then also what it does is it shifts the body into this kind of calm um, energy con- conservation mode, which is a yeah. very, very, powerful thing to experience because you can really feel it. You right. can really feel that the, the heart rate actually lowers yeah, yeah, that's right. Ice diving, and actually, the heart rate lowers. Right, and the you, the consumption of energy reduces. It's wow. everything slower. Everything slows yeah. down. So when we when we myself and the other guys that are doing this in cold waters, going under, when we say it's very peaceful, we really mean that. Mm. It's actually a yeah. very calming, very peaceful moment. And but the 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 part of the story which I. I which was the sort of interesting part related to your question, um, is that when I came back up, out, I sat there. And that's when the, the you know, because we're talking about vasoconstriction, right. we're talking about all the veins constricting yeah. and then I get out and then the blood, the warm blood wants to go back to the brain. And this is where I kind of got this a little bit woozy woozy <laughs> kind of feeling because this, this warmer blood is kind of a right. bit flowing because I'm out of the water. So this is, this is something to watch, and, and anybody who's been practicing, because I know it's getting really popular over there in the UK yeah. now as well, uh, the sauna. sauna, the combination of sauna and the cold exposure yep. is, uh, is something that we've been doing here in Finland for all, I mean, sauna is the Finnish word, right? Yeah. It's a Finnish word. It's pronounced sauna too. Um, the combination of the two is something to watch out for because obviously okay. when we go to the sauna, the the dilation of the veins and the, the blood vessels is there yeah and then when we go to the cold it's the opposite yeah so we so we have to be careful either way um either which way we're going if we're going from sauna to the cold or to the from the cold to the sauna yeah. uh, and and again it's the same thing cold to the sauna is a really can be a really it feels it would you would believe and feel that it's a very comforting thing but if you yeah. don't leave that gap for the body to regulate in between, right. just adapt or adjust and allow that natural opening and dilation of the veins or the, a little bit of the constriction, uh, either which way, you, will, you can get that kind of feeling, uh, that woozy right. feeling. You can yeah. get that sort of, um, and that's caused by the, the different temperature of the blood uh, going yeah. to the heart and then also to the brain.
0: Yeah, That's that's super interesting. And, and, and you've got me uh, really wanting to do an ice dive now based on what you said. (laughs) Oh, really?
2: Really? I didn't, that usually scares most people.
0: No, I mean, it's just that, that feeling that, you know, that you said were the calming feeling, I guess. And I guess, and it's, it's kind of putting yourself in that uncomfortable position, I think is, is quite appealing. And once, you know, cause I do a fair amount of cold immersion and kind of to take it to the next level would be would be amazing. So Lee, look, we we could talk for for hours, I feel, but um for the listeners, what are the five things you would recommend that they could take away today around breathing and cold immersion to kind of just dip their toes, so to speak, in the water? <laughs> dip
2: the toes, yes. yeah. <laughs> you went for it. You went for it. <laughs> so look, I, I can do it in almost order in a way. Okay. So, the idea of the the conscious element of the breath, yeah, that is the that is the way to transform your breathing.
1: Mm-hmm. The conscious
2: element. Think about how you're breathing, because, yeah. because if you add that, you'll always you'll always give yourself. You know where you are on the radar with the breathing. Yeah. Um, switch to nasal breathing as right. soon as you can, and uh, even those little the, the, these little things that I showed you. Yeah, you can use those in the nighttime uh, to to switch switch over to nasal breathing. Um, we know that if you're sleeping, people sleep anywhere from six to ten hours, hopefully yeah. at least. Um, yeah. if, you're, if you're able to sl- sleep with your nasal breathing, it's the best training you can do for it. It's yeah. good, good six to ten hours. So yeah. mention the taping of the mouth. But you can also do this, but don't tape the full mouth. You don't tape no. right across, but just tape vertically so that if you need to, you can open the side of the mouth. Yeah. But try and try and get to the nasal breathing as quickly as possible. It's going to improve your life, like yeah. full stop. Yeah. Uh, also, I would say if, we, if we're up to number three now, I would yeah. say definitely try and um, look at a daily breathwork practice, which right. is not related to the, the overall baseline breathing throughout the day. Yeah. So this might be a, any kind of methods. It might be some yogic breathing, pranayama stuff. It might be the Hof method. It might be something else. But try and, try and give yourself this 15, 20-minute, 45-minute yeah. possibility. Um, then if we were talking about number four, it would definitely be something I mentioned before, and that would be uh, the cold exposure. Yeah. So try, and, try and get that two to three minutes um, every week. Yeah. Can. And, yes, it's, there is a difference between the cold shower and the actual ice bath. It's not the same effects. You need to get in. You need to have that submersion. You need to, yeah. in a way, give you that, give the body that burst, yeah. burst. Yeah. you know, yeah. the burst of stress, if you want to say it like this, <laughs> if you want to say it like this, or the, the, the shock feeling. So it has yes. to, to work, uh, yeah. you know, it requires something of the body. And then I would say just overall, um, we touched on it as well, like, like, How how to combine the things? Can you combine some of these things? Yeah. You know, like, you know, can you combine um, fasting with all of these things we mentioned, with the breathing, with, you know, all like sauna as well? You have to be a bit careful with the sauna because the the blood pressure and stuff. But, you know, how do you, what, if you wanted, if you're really asking me what are the five things like, like that we can do, like full stop, yeah, 100% it's get control of your breathing. Number two, heat, high-intensity interval training. Yep. Number three, fasting. Yep. Number four, sauna. Yep. We know that if you go to the sauna five times plus a week, you reduce all-cause mortality like by 52%. Wow. And then, and then cold exposure, those things. Nutrition, obviously, is something yeah. everyone's working on. But yep. if you want to talk about the five, the five elements that people should be doing to maintain uh, sort of strength, yep. health, in the physical body and mental health. These are the things.
0: Yeah. And I, I think that's a great five, to be honest, because I think, you know, the the objective of what we're talking about today and indeed the podcast is for people to optimize their health, to not let health kind of happen over time. You have to maintain it like you maintain a car, right? Um, and these are, you know, five really important things that we can do, which are not time consuming, not complicated, Easily achievable, you know, if you really want to do it and will have a profound impact. So fasting will actually
2: give you more time.
0: Yeah. It will give you more time.
2: Yeah. Because you don't have to worry about cooking all the (laughs) meals and stuff like that. So it actually gives you more time. And you know, that that amazing feeling where you're you're so focused.
1: Mm. You
2: know, when you're fasting. It's it's great. And you can again combine that with any of these other practices. It's good to breathe when you're not when you're fasted because it's lighter and it feels more you feel. The energy in the body uh, being created fasting when with the cold exposure as well is great for burning fat and then sauna is really really nice as well then you can have your meal after that (laughs) i even train a bit train a bit faster too so it's yeah definitely
0: that's something that i follow uh, a lot of the time
2: and human growth hormone production uh is like spiking and then you go and train
0: Yeah. yeah
2: after a 72 hour fast (laughs)
0: lee it's been awesome talking to you again i really appreciate you coming back onto the podcast Um, my pleasure like like i said you know um for people that haven't connected with you how can they connect with you where can they find out about ice diving and all that good stuff
2: yeah just my name so it's just at l-e-i-g-h lee Yuan, e-w-i-n one you know no gaps in between i think that's the the handle for like lee yeah. That's my handle for Instagram, Facebook, all the good stuff. So, yeah, yeah. just reach out if you're interested. We have to get yeah. you a cookie sometimes. And you have to let yeah. me know. If you, if you want if you want some of these, if these are the guys, just let me know and I'll send some over to you.
0: Yeah, definitely. I definitely do, and I definitely want to come to do an ice dive, definitely, 100%. Um, we'll make it happen. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. All right, then, mate, thank you very much for coming on again today, and I'll look forward to speaking to you soon. Good stuff. See you, mate. Thanks for listening to the Fitter Healthier Dad podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please hit subscribe and I would really appreciate if you could leave a review on iTunes. All the links mentioned in the episode will be in the show notes and a full transcription is over at fitterhealthierdad.com.